but weed was like not as overtly destructive, but it was causing me a lot of like, like a lack of clarity. Um, and like, I, it was hard for me to hear from God and like, I couldn't, it was like, I was having a hard time getting that guidance from him. And it just was causing me like a lot of confusion and just like cloudiness. And Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. If you didn't hear on the last the last episode, I am now accepting applications for my new wellness coaching program, Vibrant and Free. This is for you if you are tired of doing this all on your own, you are sick of not having any friends who support you or your spouse doesn't support you, but you know that the living a sober lifestyle is what you want to do. If you're looking for ways to manage and cope with your stress and your emotions, if you're wanting support, if you are looking to get healthier, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, like you want to focus on adding in life-giving habits rather than focusing all your energy on abstinence, then this program is for you. I am accepting a very limited amount of clients from now until December 23rd. This is a 12-week, one-on-one, faith-based wellness coaching program. Go to the link in the show notes and just read over the entire information page and you'll find out everything you need to know. And if you don't see it there, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook, and I'd be happy to discuss it with you. But yeah, from now until December 18th, I'm offering a $200 discount for the program. So I'd love to get you in. We have very flexible payment plans. So I want you to just imagine 12 weeks from now, how good and proud of yourself you would feel because you've been sober from alcohol, you've been working out consistently, you intuitively know how to work through your emotions, you have a closer relationship with God, you can see him working in your life, you are feeling him guiding you along the way. I know that for me, the key to me breaking through was just having some support. So Go ahead and check out the link in the show notes, vibrantwithvictoria.com slash vibrant and free, and check out if this program looks like a good fit for you. I'm so excited and hope to see you in there. 
now let's get started. So I'm going to just hop in and find my first question. So I put up a link, um, you know, in my Facebook group and then in on my Instagram page. And I just had people ask me questions for this Soberversary episode um, to kind of give me some, yeah, things to talk about. But so first question is, what is your favorite mocktail? So my go-to usually is mixing either like kombucha with sparkling water or like a cold pressed juice and a sparkling water. And recently I've actually tried um, the alcohol removed wines and I found some really good ones. I can't remember like the brand names right now. Um, but they were actually kind of expensive. Like I got some over Christmas. They were like $27 a bottle, um, which is just wild because, you know, regular wine isn't that expensive. And it just blows my mind, even like at restaurants when they charge you like $11 for basically a juice, like which is like a mocktail, but they charge you just as much for a mocktail as they do like the alcoholic beverages, which makes no sense. They should change that. We shouldn't be having to pay that much, but Anyways, I guess, I guess, um, I guess the bartenders have to get paid. So anyways, question number two, would you consider someone who's very selective of when they drink two times a year sober? Would I consider someone who drinks twice a year sober? Um, I would consider them sober when they're not drinking, (laughs) but I would just consider them probably like a non-drinker, like Um, I think if you're still ingesting something, then you can't really claim to be sober. Um, but you don't really, I don't think you have to like identify either way. Um, but I wouldn't technically say it's sober if you're planning to, if you're planning to drink again, you know, like twice a year, I would just say that I'm a non-drinker. I just don't drink often. Like I, I'm a rare drinker. That's what I would say. All right. Question number three, are most of your friends sober? They are not. I, um, yeah, I don't have that many sober friends, but whenever I hang out with my friends, we don't tend to do things that are focused around alcohol. So yeah, but I wouldn't consider them. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they're sober, but they also aren't really drinking around me. All right. I don't know what number on. I think number four. (laughs) Do you enjoy mocktails or just not at all? I do enjoy mocktails. I definitely do. Oh, you know what? I forgot to add this to the first question. My favorite mocktail. So if I'm at a restaurant, I really like the non-alcoholic mojitos. Okay, excuse me. I just sneezed. Okay. I am so proud of you, friend. I would love to hear more about your testimony with weed. So, okay, quick story time. So back in middle school or high school, me and my cousin made this pact that we would never smoke weed. Um, But yeah, I think when I turned 18, I started working at this restaurant and that was like the first time I smoked weed. And I actually, I think I was drinking that same night and then I smoked with some of the girls that I worked with, like the waitresses. And then I ended up waking up on top of a table outside the restaurant with my manager, like right next to me. Like he was just sitting there, like, um, 
like waiting for me to wake up. And yeah, anyways, it was just terrible. Um, terrible, 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 uh, terrible way to wake up to your boss, um, with you pass out on the table outside. And that night was like a UFC night. And so normally that meant like that you get a lot of tips. Um, and the waitresses apparently stole my tips out of my bag or, you know, out of my little pouch. So yeah, that was not a good night. But anyways, that's kind of like when I started smoking again. And then, um, I had a boyfriend who smoked a lot. And so I, you know, I smoked with him and he also drank a lot and, you know, we drank a lot together. That was, you know, before, before Christ. And then, yeah, I think, after I became a believer, I, I don't think I was smoking quite as, yeah, no, actually I think I was. Cause even, yeah, after I became a believer, I was still smoking. Um, and then I had started dating someone who quote, claimed to be a believer and he also smoked. And so I was smoking with him. And then when we broke up, I was like smoking to cope with the loneliness Um, but around then is when I joined a church, when I started to really, really grow in my faith, I had, you know, started to really read my Bible and just really started getting convicted about smoking. And so I would, you know, I would take all my paraphernalia and I would throw it all away. And then, you know, like I would, I guess basically I would get really stressed out. I would buy it all over again. And then, of course, get convicted and then throw it all out, buy it again, throw it all out, buy it again. I was like, and then finally I like had, I don't even know, it's a Jesus thing. I had a breakthrough with it and I, you know, I got sober from weed and I actually ended up getting this cross tattoo because it was so hard. Like it was just, it was like a reminder for me. I got this tattoo on my wrist. Um, You might have seen it if you've ever seen my arm, (laughs) but I got it as a reminder of God breaking me free from weed. And this, so this was like 2016 probably. And then, um, and then after I got married, I think 2018, we went to Denver to go visit some of my husband's family. And I knew that Denver care, you know, sold weed legally. And so I kind of was like feeling like really like, uh, so much inner turmoil. Cause I knew that I would like, um, yeah, like <laughs> I was in inner turmoil. Cause I was trying to decide, decide if I was going to use it while I was there in Denver. Like, even though I had quit, um, like I was deciding if I was going to like smoke or like, you know, take an edible while I was in Denver And, um, I had all this turmoil leading up to the trip and then I decided to do it. And then (laughs) this is, you know, like probably so many people's story. Um, after I did it, like I felt like it, it was like, I got hooked in again and like, basically it was so hard to quit again. And, you know, so that was 2018 in 2020, like when I gave up alcohol, I was also wanting to give up weed And I'd also do the same thing where I'd go bouts, but then, you know, do it again. Um, And, you know, so many people around me were doing it as well. So it's like, it's always, it was always around. Um, And yeah, so anyways, 2020, I was like committed to do, to quitting both alcohol and weed, but then I only quit alcohol. I, you know, I think I ended up smoking in like March. So I had given it up for like three months, but then I started again. 
And it was kind of the same thing where I was like continuously like telling my husband that I was going to stop, that I wanted to stop, but then I would do it again. And like, it just was really hard, you know? Um, but yeah. And then I, let's see. So yeah, this is where I really got the help because, you know, with alcohol, I had been burned so bad and, you know, I had had that journey. If you didn't listen to that last episode, that was a lot of my testimony with alcohol. You know, I had struggled with it for so long, you know, basically from 18 until like, until I completely gave it up. I think I was 33, maybe 32. Um, no, I, yeah, 33, I, I turned 33. So I was still technically 32, but, um, anyways, yeah, it was a long time that I struggled with alcohol and finally, you know, decided like it was so destructive to give it up. But weed was like not as overtly destructive, but it was causing me a lot of like, like a lack of clarity. Um, and like, it was hard for me to hear from God and like, I couldn't, it was like, I was having a hard time getting that guidance from him. And it just was causing me like a lot of confusion and just like cloudiness and, um, just like a lack of motivation. And I, it wasn't even like I was doing it a ton um, because my tolerance was super low. But anyways, I still had a really hard time giving it up because again, it was still in my environment as well. So that's when I decided to um, hire my first sobriety coach. Um, and then, you know, we would, we basically had like one phone call a month and we would just check in every week. Um, and that was helpful. Like I knew I could do it. I just needed like some extra like accountability. And then, and then I hired a wellness coach shortly after. And that was like, that was huge because that's what really taught me how to like work through my emotions in like a healthy way. It helped me like regulate my emotions. And that was like, that was like a game changer right there. That was such a big game changer. And he was also sober. So that was like a bonus. Um, and then, and then I also like hired another coach who just, you know, it was like, it was like a self-discovery coach and I was able to like learn all these things about myself and figure out how to meet my needs without, um, without weed, you know, like meet my, what my actual needs were, you know, people say that, you know, alcohol isn't the problem. Weed isn't the problem. Something else is the problem. And, you know, weed or alcohol is our solution. As poor of a solution as it is, it's like our solution. Um, so anyways, I, I was through the, these things, I was able to, um, yeah, completely break free. And again, I've been free for a, a year now. So hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah. And so Again, that's that's why I created my wellness coaching program. I'm basically taking everything that I've learned um, to break completely free from all vices, um, and I'm putting it in one program. So basically, you're getting three coaches in one. <laughs> so anyways, um, link is in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. But let's jump to the next question. Do you know of any... Uh, sober retreats for believers. Would you ever host a retreat for Christian women in recovery? I love this question. Um, unfortunately, I don't know of any sober Christian retreats. 
Um, but this is definitely something that's like on my God vision board. Um, something that God has like shown me is something, you know, something I wanted to do before I had my son, before I took my two and a half year maternity leave. Um, this has always been something I've wanted to do was to host a retreat. And yeah, it's definitely something I want to do in the future. I don't know when, I don't know how, but, um, you know, with God, there's always a way and Lord willing, it will happen in the future. So yeah, I definitely would love, love, love to do like a, like a Christian, like wellness retreat. I think that would be amazing. Um, and I say wellness, like, yeah, for people who are in recovery and sobriety. So something where, you know, we're in nature, we're connecting with God, we're connecting with each other. Uh, I definitely would love that. That'd be so fun. And if I don't do that, I mean, Lord willing, that will happen in the future. Um, but besides that, I'm also thinking of maybe doing some like simpler meetups where it's like, maybe it's just like a one day or one evening kind of thing where we do some sort of activity. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a retreat or a meetup of some sort in the near future. All right. Now we get into a juicy one. How has sobriety affected your marriage? Now, um, yeah, I think it definitely has been challenging, um, because we were doing those things together before I decided to get sober. Um, but now, you know, it, it definitely was challenging because I mean, I didn't know how to navigate this, you know, like how to navigate living a sober lifestyle while also, you know, having it around, you know, so I definitely had to ask, you know, my husband to, you know, um, make things like not accessible for me, um, and like, let him know like why, why it was important to me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it definitely, um, we had some hard times with it at first, especially cause I think, you know, with alcohol. So when I quit, it was during the pandemic. And so like, not only was I stripping away like this numbing agent, but we also had like the pandemic, which, you know, we're stuck in the house together 24 seven and, you know, like any of the issues that we were able to sweep under the rug, we kind of had to face. Um, and then also we had our son and then my, my husband lost his father. And so, um, it definitely, there was definitely a lot of hard things that happened, um, that affected our marriage, but God is good. And, um, you know, he shifted my perspective around things and, helped me navigate this and still keep a peaceful home and love my husband well. And yeah, things are, things are going really well. All right. Last question. And then I have to hop off. Um, so last question says, I'm very curious to know, did you lose more so-called friends when you became a Christian or when you started getting sober? Honestly, I think getting sober because yeah, like when I got my DWI, like I kind of was forced to quit drinking and um, all my friends drank and that's all we did together. Um, and so basically we didn't really hang out anymore because we didn't have anything we could do together besides drink, you know? So 
Um, yeah, I think that honestly, sobriety is what what caused me to lose more friends than becoming a Christian. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, that is what happened. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this sober ve- sober versary special. And again, I want to invite you to join my new program if you feel called to it. Vibrant and free. All the information is down in the show notes. Again, until December 18th, I'm offering $200 off to my podcast listeners. So definitely go check it out. And don't forget, join us over in the Facebook group and connect with us there. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye for now.